Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Enviro People. I'm your host Isa M and today we're going to talk about hydropower. So first, how does hydropower work? It uses the water's motion to create energy or electricity. Today I'm going to go over the types of hydroenergy, how they work, the pros and cons, and major reservoirs. So there are two main types of hydropower, kind of like solar. This episode, I feel like, is mirroring a lot of the solar energy episode, um, the kind of structure of it, the kind of structure of the episode. So if you guys haven't checked out the solar energy, um, that is another episode to check out. This previous episode that we just did, um, we we're kind of talking just more about renewable, renewable energy and how they work and just look out for them. So again, there are two types of hydropower. The first type is the most popular and people know the most about it. Um, and the second, not so much. There are two types of hydropower using dams. That's the one that everybody kind of knows. And um, tidal hydropower, which is a relatively new type of hydropower that it hasn't been explored as much. So in hydropower using dams, it is man-made as a man-made lake or reservoir that holds a whole bunch of water. This dam releases uh, a stream of water through the dam and spins a turbine. This turbine is connected to a generator that produces electricity. So pretty much kind of giving you a hand diagram of how this looks like. Um, if you guys are on the podcast, make sure to check out our, our YouTube channel to see the kind of diagram of what's going on. Um, but so there is pretty much a big dam. So kind of thinking, um, sorry, a big reservoir. So kind of thinking of like a big chunk of water, like a like a big area of water, right? Just think of a lake. There's a dam, uh, and then there's usually like a part of the lake or the river that the um, that the dam is holding up. So the dam um, is what we see usually is above the water is the dam, uh, and below the water is a lot more um, a lot more like interesting things going on. So so the water from the lake and reservoir goes under the dam in these pipes that travel to the kind of electricity production center. And so when the lake and reservoir, the, um, the water in the lake or reservoir comes through the pipes um, under the dam, pretty much it looks like under the dam because it's under the water, right? Um, under the dam and then it hits the, the, the turbines and it spins them. And by spinning these turbines, it's um, creating lots of energy, which is then hooked up to a generator which um, which creates the energy, which makes the energy uh, able to to be to be used, uh, and then the water from the turbine um, eventually is pushed back out to the uh, lake reservoir or river, as seen in the Hoover Dam. It comes from Lake Mead, shoots through the um, the Hoover Dam, shoots through the electricity production, and is pushed back out onto the Colorado River. So that's pretty much how dam power works, how dam hydropower works. It comes through, spins around a whole bunch, pops back out. Um, on the other side of things, tidal hydropower is created kind of similarly, but uses the motion of the tides rising and falling to make the turbine spin and generate electricity. So instead of um, containing the water in a big dam, uh, sorry, in a big reservoir or lake, um, Tidal hydropower just use the already motion of the waves to kind of that moves up and down to uh, create the energy. So they just pretty much hook up a turbine and generator uh, on a coastal area, 
and the water comes in and um, turns the turbine and when the water comes up then obviously the turbine isn't spinning anymore so that creates energy so it kind of just comes in comes out and that's what the how the energy is created so now time for the pros and cons of these two different types of energy creation for hydropower so first off the dam dams um, help control floods floods they help flood control um, obviously we know that the dams and lakes and reservoirs are uh, man-made like the Hoover Dam, um, it's man-made and you can pretty much create a dam however you want so you can help control floods That in that sense, that you um, are, are creating an area so that it isn't um, eroded, so that you can use it for energy production. Additionally, it helps with irrigation support and clean drinking water. Because you have this lake reservoir that is already man-made and you're already using it for electricity production, you can pretty much use that water however you wish. So you're using it for, uh, as seen in Las Vegas especially, you can use it for clean drinking water and irrigation support. So you're using that water uh, in multiple different ways that you have already created with that dam and that man-made lake or reservoir. For pros, for tidal power. Um, as soon as it's uh, created, tidal power is pretty cheap and easy to operate. Um, the, you pretty much are just again just kind of using the waves that are coming in so it's pretty easy to maintain um, it can also follow the electricity demand by minute because um, it's so uh, efficient in the sense that it's just using the the use of the tide that it, the the generation of power can pretty much just be turned on and off so it, as soon as more electricity is needed it can be turned right back on and drain a whole bunch of electricity and help be put that back on the electricity electrical grid and help generate electricity and produce electricity for people in need. Again, it uses the natural process of things. It uses the natural rise and fall of the tide to create energy. Um, the pros for both um, dam and tidal power is that they're both renewable. They're both using the water that's already on the planet, that's already moving, um, and is renewable because we're not um, extracting anything. We're just using it, we're putting it right back into where it's going, uh, and it's just continuing on. It's just renewable. You can use it again and again and again as long as the water is there. Um, and there's no emissions. There are no emissions. You're just using water. So there's no, uh, there's no carbon dioxide emissions. There's no any other greenhouse gases emissions. It's very clean, very renewable. Pretty much two, two big reasons why um, people use hydropower because there's always going to be water and you're not emitting anything into the atmosphere. There's pretty much no contaminants that's going on whatsoever. So that's two big reasons and two big pros of using dam and tidal power for hydropower. However, the cons, going to the cons side things, to not so fun parts to talk about because reno renewable energy is very fun and very um, uplifting in the sense that it's kind of new and exciting and um, more and better for the environment. But there's always cons to everything that, that happens in the environmental science standpoint. Um, first off, dams uh, impact the marine life through the change of temperature in the water that is put back out. Um, so when, when the dam power is created, it comes to the turbines, right? It's spun around and it, um, and it pops back out, right? It pops back out into the river. However, when the water is rushing in and it, the turbines are being spun, it creates a lot of heat because obviously if anything, if you're moving anything, it creates heat, right? A little excess heat. So this excess heat is put is in the water 
and when it's pushed back out into the river or lake, a reservoir, um, it can harm the marine life there because they aren't, adap aren't adapted to that warmer temperature of water. Um, and, it, and it can create a number of different effects in that area. So that's not a great thing that happens, that it uh, warms up the water after it's being used. So that's one thing we have to watch out for for hydropower. Additionally, um, it has a lack of space for the reservoirs. Again, as you see, if you guys have ever visited the Hoover Dam or seen pictures of it, it's huge, it's massive. There's a lot of space required to create this dam. You're pretty much, what you're doing is pretty much blocking a river or an area that there's running water um, to create a big reservoir, a big lake, a man-made lake, um, and then pretty much holding a huge area of water to be used for energy. So it creates, it uses a lot of space, um, which is harmful to the environment because you're actually taking away that space for other animals and the natural environment that is going on. So, so yeah, so it pretty much dam, dam power warms up the water that is being used with the turbine spinning, um, because it's being pushed back out into the um, into the river, and additionally, it has it uses a lot of space, so not so great. Uh, cons for tidal power. Tidal power is relatively new and pretty expensive for an upper upfront cost. It's pretty expensive to create the facility to uh, run it. So that's a con of um, of tidal power. Additionally, talking about um, environmental effects. It also emits low-level noises, which harms marine life. Uh, these low-level noises are especially um, harmful to bigger marine animals, such as mammals like whales and dolphins, because they produce low-level noises too. So the way whales communicate are through these like low kind of deep noises. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of whale sounds, how they kind of like like low big sounds, like kind of like a bellow, you know, like a bellow through the water. Um, and so these these tidal um, these tidal wave facilities produce this kind of low bellowing sound as well, and it's very harmful because it um, it interferes with whales and dolphins' communications, so they aren't able to mate or um, or hear each other clearly. So that's one thing we have to keep in mind with this tidal power is that it creates um, low level noises, low um, yeah low level noises that um, into interrupt the communication with other marine animals. Um, additionally, um, it is very kind of area specific in the sense that it needs specific types of water um, to to be capable to be sustainable in that area. So, so again, we're talking about the motion of water that is being used for this hydropower. So it needs um, high tides, it needs uh, strong currents to be in the area. So um, some areas just aren't equipped for that, so that's kind of, um, it's kind of, what is it, environmental specific, it's kind of like location specific in that sense, so that's a con about that. Um, additionally, for both of these, the dam and tidal powers, the cons for that is it's um, overall damage to the environment. Again, we just talked about the low level noises that um, tidal power emits, that's a very big con for the environment that, um, that is very damaging. Additionally, for dams, we talked about how it um, it produces warmer water, which is not fun for the the marine life in the area. So that is also a con a damage to the, to the environment. However, 
this pretty much comes with any type of energy production you're ever talking about, whether that be renewable or non-renewable. So any type of energy, any type of pretty much anything you're doing, there's always going to be a, a con to that, and it's usually environmentally related. So um, just obviously it's warm water and it's low noises, but it's there's pretty much a con, an environmental con with pretty much anything, any energy production you're, you're doing. Um, additionally, it is since it is renewable it is dependent on the environment so um if we're talking about hydropower if we're talking about water um especially dam um hydropower it is dependent on the pre the precipitation in the area so as seen i'm using the example of the uh, hoover dam again because i live in the area and i kind of know a little bit more about it um the um it is dependent on precipitation the colorado river is sort of drying up, you can see in the levels of Lake Mead. Um, so the production of electricity depends on that, depends on how much water there is. You can't make a dam on a little creek because there's not enough water to run the turbine to create an electricity. So you need a lot of water, you need a lot of motion. So if you don't have enough precipitation or melting of snow or anything to um, make that river to rush, then um, it's not going to be very efficient so it is depend dependent on the precipitation and the water that is in the area um, additionally for tidal power you're depending on how strong the waves are and on the um on the tide on if it's you know low or high you're dependent on the natural processes of the earth to create that energy for us so that is another con for for both the dam and tidal um, additionally this is generally expensive. It's um, it's a new type of energy, renewable energy, or sorry, newer type of energy that we haven't uh, fully developed yet. So it is pretty expensive. You're just building a facility. You're building like a big thing to create energy. So it's just going to be expensive up front to 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 create. However, as you've seen in Tidal, um, it is pretty easy to operate and pretty cheap as soon as it gets uh, as soon as it's going. So that's a benefit to the con, I guess. A benefit to the con. Alrighty, moving down to major reservoirs. So the major reservoirs for dam hydropower, for sorry, dam hydropower, are rivers. Again, preferably ones with lots of water and in uh, mountainous or hilly areas. So, a uh, review: the all this type of hydropower needs a rushing of water so if you're in a mountainous or hilly area you're going to have a steeper incline so more water is going to rush down that area and turn more turbines and turn the turbine faster to create more energy so if you have a steeper incline a uh, more mountainous or hilly area there's going to be more electricity production in hydropower some examples of known dams are the three gorges dam located in the Yagasak Yangtze River, sorry, Yangtze River in China, um, and the Hoover Dam in Nevada. Additionally, there are dams on the Eastern Mountain Range. So again, kind of mountainous areas um, that go along with the idea of more rushing water. So we need bigger rivers um, and um, fast moving rivers to create that energy. Some major reservoirs for tidal power is anywhere with uh, large amounts of flowing water, again, um, high tidal range and strong currents, preferably on coastal areas or large lakes. So you need 
big um, big bodies of water that are moving pretty fast to create this type of hydropower. So that's that's what we're looking for in tidal hydropower. We need like big lakes that almost look like oceans, and uh, we need coastal areas that um, have strong currents and high tides. Um, additionally, some real life examples are the Sihua Lake Tidal Power Station in South Korea. Sorry if I'm butchering any names here. And the Meijang Tidal Energy Project. So these are, excuse me, these are different um, energy tidal energy projects um, going on at the moment. Um, so for the overview of hydropower. Hydropower consists of two major types of energy creation, um, either through dams or tidal waves. So both, both types of energy creation use the motion of water to spin turbines, which are then hooked up to generators and create the electricity. Uh, this type of energy is renewable and is very clean uh, and produces no emissions. Again, the big thing about renewable energy um, it's consistent. It's always happening pretty much. You just have to find the right location to tap into um, and it's always going to be there and it creates no emissions. You're not producing any gases or anything that's emitted into the atmosphere. Um, however, it is generally expensive and it causes some harm to marine and aquatic life. Um, it is, again, we talked about you creating a facility. It is um, expensive up front to build everything, to get everything going. But then once it's going, it is pretty well maintained um, and doesn't require a whole bunch to um, to maintain it. It's pretty pretty easy to operate. Um, and it's, again, it causes some harm to marine and aquatic life, as does every type of energy production. So we just have to keep in mind um, different cons versus the other, try to minimize the amount of harm we're doing to these marine and aquatic um, life and ecosystems. Um, on the other hand, it has been a very sustainable way to produce power for many people, as seen in the Las Vegas area, as the Hoover Dam has generated um, a ton of electricity for the valley, um, and is very dependable in the sense that, I mean, my lights are on right now, I'm reading off my computer, so, you know, it's created enough energy that everything is still working, so that's good. So that's that shows how sustainable um, hydropower is, that a whole city of almost... 2 million people is still functioning and moving. So that's good. Um, and just the use of hydropower is very promising and it will allow us to build towards a more eco-friendly and sustainable future. This is a new renewable, uh, well not new, but a relatively untapped source of renewable energy. And, um, and just using this more, be more conscious of its uh, power and its sustainability um, will push us to a better future, push us to a more eco-friendly and sustainable future. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this little episode. This is a little information episode about hydropower. If you haven't checked out the solar energy um, episode, please check that out. It's very interesting. I learned a lot researching and, and working towards it. So please look at that. This is the hydropower one. There'll be more um, renewable energy um, episodes. So please look out for those. There's most likely going to be one about wind, since that's not the other big one. Um, and just hope you join this episode. Keep on learning and be curious about renewable energy. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. I am your host, Yusa M. And thank you for listening to this episode of Enviro People. Please look out for the next one and have a fantastic day.